have a bonus episode for you. This is a real talk episode on the patriarchy. So this is an unscripted, real conversation explaining to you what patriarchy is and then discussing the many elements of it. This is Heather Wood and Jamie Hayhurst, and this is the Intuitive Girl's Guide. All right, Jamie, we're going to talk about the patriarchy on this this Real Talk episode. I'm so excited to talk about this with you. I want you all to picture my evil laugh, like me <laughs> rubbing my hands together. This is my favorite topic. Woo! I feel like we've spent many an hour over coffee and things talking about this, so I'm, I'm, I think it's going to be fun to talk about it like on the podcast I think that's really fun um and I wanted to tell everybody why we picked this topic so originally we wanted we were like write in send us your questions and we'll answer your questions in our real talk episode coming up and what came in was a huge amount of questions about the patriarchy and we couldn't do the patriarchy topic dirty and just answer it in a question like we had to devote an episode and I I think it'll be beneficial because we reference it a lot yeah and I think that for however long we talk about this since the real talk episode is completely unscripted we're just literally just talking um even if we talk for an hour about it there's still more to say so to try to condense that into answering one question amongst other questions would it wouldn't even come close to touching the answer Agreed. And I think, I think it needs to be talked about. I think it needs to be talked about more and it needs to be talked about in this format where it's not like, sit down and let's teach you a lesson. <laughs> it's a I, conversation. Yeah. And I think so much has to be cleared up about patriarchy, like not, not only like explaining it, but I think the explanation, I'm really, really hoping the explanation of patriarchy and what we talk about will clear up a lot of the bad rep that patriarchy has, or like patriarchy should have a bad rep, but like smashing the patriarchy or like, why are we even talking about patriarchy? That type of thing. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So a lot of you guys also wrote in and asked questions about Jamie and I, and we will definitely in a future episode answer those. And if you want to continue to send them, we're gathering them. So please do. But for this real talk, we're going to chat about the patriarchy. So Jay, why don't you tell us what the patriarchy is? I feel like that's the best place to start. Right. So we, I did define it in um, the witchy terms episode. If you want to go back, I'm just, this is the only scripted part of this episode is just, I'm reading the definition of patriarchy. And this is just the general definition. This is like what, if you, if you Google it, this is what you find. Um, It's a system of society or government in which the father or the eldest male is head of the family and descent of that family is traced through the male line, a system of society or government in which men hold the power and women are largely excluded from it. A society or community organized on patriarchal lines. Mm-hmm. So that basically just means that like in, in our society, men have more power than women. That's the broad part of it. But then that can then we'll go through and that can then be broken down, though, because really it's like white men have power. White cis men have more power. Right. But it's like understanding how this system works is what we need to look at. Yes, I love that definition. And if I can if I can say like 
the very simple way I say it when people ask me what patriarchy is. I say it's a system that values masculinity over femininity. And I, I just want to add that in because a lot of times people hear like father or man and they, they're thinking like, oh, it, it just, all the patriarchy is, is it gives more rights to men than women, which is true, mm-hmm. but it's also the traits of not just men and women, but like masculinity and femininity where anything female is considered lesser, weak, uh, unreliable, all of that stuff, right? Like it, so I think it's important to see it through that lens as well. Right. Um, I, and when I was, when I was like looking this up, like I, I was like, let me just Google patriarchy and see what comes up. I was like, oh boy, because <laughs> yep, there's like actual arguments on whether we live in a patriarchal society or not. And there are people who are actually trying to say that we don't. And I don't, I don't understand how anyone could do that. Like we live in a society and a culture that is patriarchal. And I I can't really see how there's denying it. I can see some people saying, well, I, I mean, let's be honest, I can't really, but there are some people who have the opinion that a patriarchal society is good. I disagree with them, but like, okay, fine, an opinion, but how can you deny that that's what we live in? You can't. I mean, <laughs> just look at most of your, most people's last names. They're the men's, the man's family, right? Like you get your last name from your father. Some people hyphenate them and change it, but our our society originally were from the descendant of, even like in the 1600s, you didn't say I'm Colin, descendant of Mary, you said I'm son of James or whoever. It, it's it, the power and and land and money and anything like that that's beneficial to you gets passed down from man to man, and then women marry into those families. Yes, and in, in fact, up until I'm gonna say recent, like if we look at the scheme of time, mm-hmm. women were considered property in like marriage transactions. Right. So absolutely there, I can't think of a element of our culture and our society that is not patriarchal, like government is patriarchal, religion is patriarchal, like everywhere I look, I see it. So it's such a weird argument to me when people are like, no, we don't. I'm like, what are you saying? (laughs) People who, that's what happens when you don't want to do the work or the work seems too scary or the work doing the work of rewriting something like that, you feel like you're going to lose something. So you could just completely resist it and you deny its existence. Right. Because exactly. if if you're doing well in life and you have money and you have power and you don't feel oppressed, then if someone says we want to change this system, then you're going to feel like maybe that's in jeopardy. Right. You're going to go into that ego mode of like fear of like I've got to protect my station in life by denying that there's a problem for other people right and I think I think we should note that like women who or any human who speaks against the patriarchy you know stereotype the people who want to like smash the patriarchy are man haters that we hate men And that's my biggest thing. If if anyone's going to learn anything, and I I literally want everyone that I know to listen to this episode, like 
even if you just know me casually, I want you to listen to this episode because it has, it actually doesn't have anything to do with men versus women. It has to do with humans versus this structure. Yes. I think that's such a fantastic point. So I'm going to delineate from it a little bit because I think it's part of your same point, but I want to circle back. So catch me if I go too far. Um, it's this, I feel the same way when I say that I'm a feminist, like people look at me like I'm a man hater and that irritates me a lot. And we'll get into why that isn't in a bit, but it's, it's the same thing. Like I love men. (laughs) Like I'm married to a man I love. I'm raising two little boys. You are married to a man you love. You're raising a a boy. Like I don't want lesser for men. I don't. The patriarchy is something that hurts men as well as women. It isn't men versus women. Right. Because the patriarchy forces on men these stereotypes and these expectations that men have to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I also really think I feel very compelled to mention that right now we're speaking in very like heteronormative terms, like men and women and femininity and masculinity. And I think that we need to talk about all genders and every gender. Um, but I think it's important to realize that a lot of our society's resistance to people who are cisgendered or gender fluid or transgender, I think the resistance is that that forces us to rewrite how we see men and women and it fucks up the plan for patriarchy. Yes. If I put men in a box, you can't put women in a box. You can't, you know, you say, I don't, I'm not going in either of your boxes. I'm, I'm my own gender. I affirm however I want to be. Mm-hmm. then the patriarchy starts to implode. Yes, I love that point because the fact that there are gender norms, quote unquote, right. is a result of the patriarchy. Right. The fact that you you like go back in time and and like you think of like different roles being played by men and different roles being played by women, it's not true. It's just the way the patriarchy, the patriarchy has constructed history to right. make you see it that way. Right. Um, you know, the idea that like um, being gay is wrong and God doesn't like it. Patriarchy. Like this is not just oppressing women. This is oppressing like everyone except this small group of cis white men. <laughs> right. Because that's where the power and the money is. It was initially, it was land and power. And then that land became money and it became capitalism. And now all of that sits in this, this little group of cis white men and they get all the power or most of the power and they feel us pushing back. Mm -hmm. They feel the resistance of feminism, of, of LGBTQ plus communities pushing back of, um, BIPOC, you know, indigenous people of color pushing back. They Mm -hmm. feel that and they feel threatened because the patriarchy has harmed us so much. The majority of us, I mean, let's be honest, the the patriarchy harms most of us. Mm -hmm. So the fear is that we're going to push back and that we're going to destroy their lives. Yes. But really we just want, we just want equality. (laughs) 
exactly. I think this would be a great time right here because I know this confuses people um, to differentiate what we mean when we say like a patriarchal system and when we say the patriarchy. Like, I think this would be a great time to like say what that is. So we just, we explained a patriarchal system and we've kind of referenced the patriarchy. Like when you hear us saying like smash the patriarchy or something like that, we're not talking about smash all men. No. <laughs> we're not talking about smash this one group. We're talking about the patriarchy is this small group. Some I hear some people call it like the 1%. I'm not sure that's exactly accurate, but like that are controlling and, and keeping people oppressed. So can you could probably explain that a little bit better than me, but what do you what would you say we are we mean when we say the patriarchy? To me, the patriarchy is like it it is sort of this strange abstract ideal. I would say it's like the one percenters, although there are women in like that benefit from that. Um, but you're talking what maybe like in our day would be called like the man, like, you know, like that could be seen as lots of different things, but it's like, it's the, it's whoever is in charge and who is creating like the status quo for us. Mm -hmm. So like the patriarchy, that's, that's, is the system. Yes. Like the laws, the rules, the systems we work in, but it's also the people who are in charge of that. So like that could be government, governmental leaders, that could be religious leaders, because all the major religions in this country are patriarchal, meaning they are run by men, they benefit men, only men have positions of power in those in most of those religions, some of that is changing, yes, um, but that's where they're based. And so you're also talking about those people who are then keeping the patriarchy, those systems alive and well. They're creating laws that support that. They're funneling money to things that support that. And they're working really hard to keep themselves in power at the cost of everybody else. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Hear me yelling? I'm fired up. I, I love it. I love when you get fired up. <laughs> I, there's a feminist. I, I'm probably going to say her name wrong. I wish that I had written it down. Um, but if I can, I'll put her in the show notes. Um, She's this amazing feminist and her name is, I think it's Mona Eltaway or Eloway, something like that. She refers to the page, the patriarchy as like the patriarchy is the head of the octopus. So like mm. the head of the octopus is this small group of people. And I don't want to like super get into talking about politics because I'm sure everyone's sick of it, but let me just, let me just use this as a reference. Like it's the people behind the curtain pulling the strings. Like it isn't like, it's the people with the wealth who are like donating to campaigns and saying like, okay, you as the person running in this party, I'll give you this money for your campaign, but you have to back this support of gun control or, or whatever. This is the patriarchy. These people, we, the reason that we're not telling you their names is because we know some of them, but we don't know all of them because they purposely, keep themselves behind that curtain. But these are the people pulling the strings. And if you don't think that's happening, you have some some like big, I don't know, like come to the goddess moments because like it's put your seatbelt on. And that is true, right? Like that is happening. And the people who are doing that, like you said, are these like cis white men. And so if they're the head of the octopus, there's all these tentacles coming off that are keeping the patriarchy in power. So like, I think of the tentacles as like, um, 
capitalism and yes. religion and homophobia and like uh, white supremacy. Like I, that's sort of like, I think of like uh, some of our leaders are that we see and maybe we think, oh, they're the patriarchy. They're probably being run by the patriarchy. They're like a tentacle. They're like an agent yes. of the patriarchy. Right. Like, so it's, I feel like it sounds almost like I'm saying a conspiracy, but this is not a conspiracy. This is just truth. Right. No, that's how this entire society operates systemically and individually. Yes, exactly. So any time where you've had a moment in your life where you've realized that the system is rigged against you, like even just look how wealth is spread out. Like, don't get me started, Jay. The fact that there's billionaires is just plain stupid. Like nobody should have a billion dollars. Nobody needs that much money. There are people starving. Like the wealth is so hoarded and the power and control is so hoarded. It's gross that like most of us are just cool with the fact that there's that amount of wealth, but like so many people live and struggle and live paycheck to paycheck. Like it's not okay. Whatever. In any of those places, when you feel like, oh, this is rigged against me. This is hard. Like I'm oppressed. I have to fight for my rights as whoever I am as a person. That is a result of the patriarchy oppressing you. Right. And everyone is oppressed in the patriarchy. Even, even men. Like yeah. yes. Men are oppressed because they're held to these standards and they're, they're told to push for these things that maybe they don't want, or maybe standards they can't meet, or maybe it's in a way they have to get those things in a way that feels gross to them or disingenuous to who they are. But they're, they're stuck. You're stuck in this machine, this theoretical machine where you know, you're, you, we live in a capitalistic society, you know, people, people love the idea of billionaires because capitalism has taught us that if we work hard enough, if we put in enough hours, we pull ourselves up by our bootstraps, then we too can be a billionaire. Guess what? No, you can't. Mm -mm. That theory was taught to us so that when we fail, when the system fucks us over, we blame ourselves. Exactly. We say, I didn't try hard enough. I need to try harder. I need to screw that guy over. That guy's trying to get my stuff. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to screw him over. And I'm going to get what I want. So yeah. rather than fighting the patriarchy, rather than dismantling the system, we're fighting ourselves and we're fighting each other. I love that you just made that point because that is the patriarchy's main way that we all get kept down. It's distract us all from fighting against the patriarchy and have us fight against each other. And I can think of so many examples of that, but like at the time that we were recording this, um, it's November of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> so I will tell you that I can't, I don't think, at least I have not been alive in the time where stuff felt more polarizing, where it was like everybody's shouting at each other for all the problems, where the real, the real thing is like, we should all be band together fighting the patriarchy on these problems, but that's how they win. That's how they keep us down and distracted is to get us to stay and fight with each other instead of band together, find common ground and fight them. It's a distraction. Exactly. And if you've if you ever want an example of patriarchal systems in the the rot inside of our society, it is this year. <laughs> Everything that's happened this year, the, the election, George Floyd, coronavirus, every single one of those problems structurally can be traced back to patriarchy. 
whether that's through white supremacy, whether through that's if that's through governmental um, influence, you know, all of that can be traced to patriarchy. Yes. And if I can be so bold as to say, Jay, that the reason that we can't seem to separate church and state, because that's a real problem that mm-hmm. it really gets me going, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, is because of the patriarchy. They, The main machine of that is to use the sort of uh, God reasoning or Bible reference to say what, like to justify terrible behavior. You know what I mean? But it it's you, we have to, we're not separating it. And if you're wondering why it's because the patriarchy doesn't want us to, because they won't have that tool to use if we do. No. And because we can spend the rest of eternity arguing over ethics and morality and what I believe and what you believe mm-hmm. and mean in the mean. And I'm not saying we shouldn't argue that because I'm the first person, believe me, I'm censoring myself here. At, I'm at like a 15% here <laughs> of how I really feel we should be speaking up against inequality. We should be speaking up against all of these problems. The trouble is that the structure, the system loves for us to be fighting. Now, I don't know what there's, there's a, I'm dragging us into the political territory that I said that we were going into. I don't know how to, I can't reconcile with white supremacy. I can't reconcile with xenophobia or misogyny or anything like that. So I'm not willing to have a conversation with you about why you think that certain people shouldn't be in this country or certain people shouldn't have rights. Certain people shouldn't be able to do certain things with their bodies. I'm not willing to entertain a conversation with anyone about that ever. So don't send the email, (laughs) but so, so therein lies the problem is because we are so polarized that there are, are real serious issues that people are now not willing to wait on anymore. Yes. But, but it's harder to fight the government on that. It's harder to fight the patriarchy on that. So we just fight with people on Facebook about it. <laughs> yes. So I, I, I'm going to say something here because I have a slightly different approach on some days. <laughs> I know you do. And that's why we're friends because it's a balance. It's a balance. And I, but before I say this, what I'm going, well, what I'm going to say is that I will have those conversations, but before I say that, I want to also say that you have to take care of yourself. And if you aren't up for that conversation, if you're not in a place where it feels okay to go have a conversation with somebody who, you know, believes that you should have less rights or somebody else should have less rights and it, like it, what is the Glennon, what did Glennon Doyle say that we love so much, like morally, morally repulsed? She's not shocked, but yeah. she's morally repulsed. I love that so much. Like if, if you can't do that, that day or that month or that year, that's okay. You have permission. Like you have to take care of yourself. If you're not going to enter in that fight that day, it's okay. As I I have the kind of brain where I love to find the middle. I love to find the common ground. I think it's the need to fight ego behavior and to use intuition. And part of my job is like sometimes people will call me in for conflict conflict resolution. Um, and so a lot of times I've had to come in and do stuff like that. I I, I like it because you're smiling because I know you would be like 
piecing out the second that happened. But I, I do like that because showing people the common ground is important and like entering those conversations is important, but it becomes incredibly difficult when the other, the quote unquote other side of the argument is saying, I want people repressed or I'm okay with people being repressed because it serves me financially or it serves me like this, that becomes really difficult to not make personal. Absolutely. Yeah. So it, it, my point is that it takes a lot. And now I'm not, I'm not complaining and I'm not asking for anyone to feel bad for me because I am a white woman. So like, yes, I've been repressed due to my gender plenty. Let me, I don't get me started, but I have not been repressed because of my race. And so right. I think that sometimes that makes me want to step up more. And sometimes that makes me want to step aside to let somebody else do the stepping up. So it, it's, you have to sort of tune in and, and know what's right for you, right? Like you have to sort of know when it feels okay and when it doesn't, and you have to respect that. And don't you think that part of that is, which is what a lot of your work is, is we all have different purposes and we all have different jobs, right? Like we're, we all specialize in certain things, right? So like you're the mediator, you're the person that can like, can bring people together. I'm, I'm the rebel rouser. I'm, I'm the one who's like, you know, with a sign and, and yelling and marching and the protester. I'm the one who's like calling your attention to what's wrong and where the, the faults are. And then, but it's not my, like we, I can't walk every person through that whole journey. That's your journey to walk. Right. But like, we all can serve people in our own ways. Yes. And find your way. That's such a good point. Like, you're the one who is out there getting people's attention and, and calling it and like getting people to look. And then maybe I come in then and go, right. okay, now that you're looking, you know, and we both, we both aid each other in those roles. You aid me a lot in that role. And I think that like, I, I would show up with you anytime to a protest, like, but like, it's that, it's that element of like being okay with finding where your, your sort of strength and part is and owning it and not needing to play every single role. Right. And, and, and I think staying true to yourself. So like when we're talking about the patriarchy is that like, there are so many roles of what, and, and it's insidious in the society. It's not just, you know, things that we hear or are, are explicitly taught. It's, it's through programming, it's through commercials, it's through movies and it's through our own parents and people in our family who, who model things for us. And um, we're told that we have to be a certain way. And when we're not those ways, we have to be a certain way for our gender, whatever that is. We have to be a certain way for our race, for our socioeconomic status. Like we're taught that you are safer amongst your own people, right? You're safer. Like I'm safer with like with white middle class women but that's not true no one's learning there I'm not learning when I'm when I'm just with my it, it, we have to start looking outside of ourselves and we have to start looking at why we think certain things and that's really hard because we've we've almost just always known them yes you are talking about one of my most favorite things to study and help people undo and that is conditioning yes we have all been conditioned 
to accept, believe, and protect patriarchal culture. We, from the moment we, you know, our parents picked us up, this has been happening. And even if they weren't actively trying to pass on some of this, it, it passes on because it, we're just, we're still so repressed and we don't always see it. You know what I mean? Like, and we, we have to find ways of speaking up and we have to find, we have to, okay, I'm going to get fired up. I'm going to say this. So you ready? Yep. We have to decide to lean in and do the uncomfortable work. We just have to, I can't, I, I can't, I, I just can't, Jay. I can't. We have to go. It's uncomfortable for me. Like when I lean in and in our in learning and we are not new to the fight of racism and all of that. But when all of this stuff was coming up and we were leaning in harder and we were learning and like any time it has comes to my attention that my white privilege is playing a, a role. It is so uncomfortable to lean in and to go, oh, my gosh, OK. But like you have to do that wherever that is that you're doing it, whether it's because, you know, a religion dictates it or your your parents dictated it or you just saw it in a lot of movies. I don't care. Like you have to go, oh, I have something to learn. I I was conditioned to believe this, but I don't believe it. And I want to do better. Like we have to start doing that more. Yes. White are getting sweaty, Jay. (laughs) good that means you're fired up and you're doing the work but white women are terrible allies I'm going to say it and if that raises your hackles and you're defensive it's because it's striking a chord in you and it's because we're stuck in the middle we know what oppression feels like but we also know what privilege feels like and so like you said we have to make a choice there's a, it's a, you Google it. It's called proximal white supremacy. And even though the patriarchy is like sort of stereotypically like white men, which I mean, that's who it really funnels all up to women, white women think of like the wives of powerful white men, even though they're being subjugated in their own ways, they benefit from that. They benefit from the privilege of those white men. And it's hard to be like, Yes, I see something wrong with society. Yes, there are these really big problems. But to speak up against that or to work on that, I'm going to have to let go of of a lot of this good stuff in my life, a lot of this privilege. I'm going to have to let go of this. And that's really hard work because the patriarchy has been growing and operating for thousands of years. Yes. we have to we have to do that internal work, but there's also that like that work that's in us in a cellular level that we have to like societally undo and rewrite. But to rewrite it, you gotta dig that shit up. You gotta see yeah. where it's in your life. You have to see where it's screwing everything up and where where you're the bad guy, where you're making mistakes, where you need to work harder. Yeah, look at where you're being harmed and being, you know treated poorly, but also look at where you're treating people poorly and where you need to do the work. Yes. You can be both victimized by this and be perpetrating it. And like, it's really important to keep learning and leaning into it. Like it is, it is so important. We'll be right back after this short break. You and IJ have recently 
well, I think we've always been obsessed with this, but we've recently become more obsessed with cults. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like seriously obsessed with cults. We're going to do a whole yeah. episode. We're going to do a whole episode on it for you guys because we are so obsessed with cults lately. We watch all the documentaries and whatever. We're, we're obsessed. We have a list we want you all to watch, but whatever. I digress. <laughs> when we're watching that stuff and you're seeing like the programming and people trying to come out of the cults and like relearn and like you're looking for the line of like, where is their responsibility in, in doing the bad things? And where is it that they were kind of brainwashed? It makes me think of our current state of culture, like just the patriarchy as kind of a cult that we've all been indoctrined into. And you have to start waking up and unlearning it. Right. And you but think about like if you're a Scientologist or whatever in the Nexium cult, like. Think of, and not just like from the outside and being like, oh, I would never I would never fall for that. OK, stop that. Stop judging everybody. <laughs> But like, if you actually look into this and like, think about how hard it is to leave something like that. Think about how hard it is to leave a job where you feel like there's a boss that's powerful and can get you a promotion and can get you more money. Think about how hard that is to leave that. Now, imagine that you have to do that work to your country that you live in. <laughs> that's the hard work is like, I live here in this country that has a whole entire system of rules that work against me. And I now have to dismantle that in my head and rewrite that in my head so that I can go out and then hopefully change it for everyone. Yes. And you have to be going when somebody corrects you or says like, uh, excuse me, ma'am, your privilege is showing. You have to go, oh, some of that old programming is right. still going on. I, I wasn't right. taught that. I didn't see that. And it's not an excuse. It's going, oh, I've got to reconcile this now. And right. that is hard work. It's like you've got to, like, put your feet to the fire a lot to do that. But it's this is how we actually make changes is by agreeing and committing to doing that over and over again. Well, what did the patriarchy teach you in school about how you learn things and how you succeed? It's that you do something and you get it right. You you take a test and you get a 100% score. That's the goal, right? So it's like, or you get a job and then you promote up until you're the boss, right? So the patriarchy teaches you that you have to always be right. You have to always be successful. So when someone says to you, Hey Heather, check yourself. Like, like you're you're that's a that's white privilege. You're trained to think, no, no, I I need to I need to win this. I need to be the best at this. I need to I need to beat you in this conversation mm -hmm. because that's patriarchal mindset. Yes, it so keeps you like in your head. It's like in your head you're thinking patriarchally. Yes, it's so indoctrined and. And it's also indoctrined in patriarchy to make you constantly feel insecure by making you constantly seek outside approval for who you are, for your decision. Like that is everywhere. And if you want like a real example of it, just look at religion, like the three main patriarchal religions, look at them all. They all tell you like, these are the ways you have to be to gain approval or good things or a pleasant afterlife or whatever. Right. And I'm not bashing any of them. I'm just saying they're all built on this system. 
yeah, that system of like do or die, literally, like you, you have to do everything right or you're doomed. Yeah. Doomed. Or it's like doomed. an eternity in like tattered clothing next to a fire. It's like really sweaty, right? Like it, it's weird, but like, that's what they're doing. And it's, it's saying like, move away from what feels right or what is true and do this for outside approval and value that more. And school is built on that. Religion is built on so many systems are built on that. Sometimes the way people parent their children is built on that. I'm constantly making sure I'm not doing that. And I, I screw it up sometimes. Like it's very difficult. But the point being is that when everyone feels that rampant insecurity all the time, you become defensive. So like, this is a weird on the fly example, but Let's say where you and I are talking about ice cream, okay? And you say, I love chocolate ice cream so much. I think it's the best ice cream. I I love it. Like when someone says you can have any kind of ice cream, I want chocolate ice cream, right? There is gonna be if I was if I was very insecure, okay, and Lord knows I can be, but for this example, we're gonna call me like secure about this. I'm secure about my ice cream choices anyways, okay. <laughs> I, if I was, if I was super insecure, I might go, what are you talking about? Chocolate is not the best flavor. Coffee ice cream is the best flavor. Now I feel the need to argue with what you see. Like you like this the best. You see the world as if chocolate's the best flavor, but I see it as if coffee is. I feel the need to argue with you instead of if you're feeling secure and somebody said that. I'd probably just like be like, oh, I love that you love chocolate ice cream and try to remember to have it in the freezer next time you come over. But I don't need to argue with you if it's better or not. Okay. But if you're so take that same argument to anything like um, women should make equal pay. If I believe that somebody is going to argue with me, trust me, if I go post it on Facebook right now, there's going to be like 20 like rednecky white guys that are going to get really pissy about it. I can probably tell you their names. I won't, but I know who they're going to be yep. and they're going to argue and they're not going to say, Oh, you see it that way. But I see it this way. They're going to enter into what you were talking about that. Like, I need to, I need to argue with you because that's not what I was taught. Yes. But then in our society, we've become so polarized to your point that then, then someone is going, someone's going to go and get a flag that says coffee ice cream on it. <laughs> there's going to be politicians who are funding the coffee ice cream factory more, right? So like, that's the problem is that it's, it, it, we've left the place where it's just a conversation between two people and that it's like a whole entire system working yeah. against the ice cream. Yes. And the, to go even beyond that, the system wants us fighting each other, even in the same causes. Yes. So I'm going to bring up feminism here yep. because I think feminism and patriarchy are incredibly linked. Now, there are so many times I, I hear people, and this is not an insult to anybody who says this. This is like me telling you my experience when I hear this. There are so many times when I hear somebody say, I'm not a feminist and, and they're a woman. And I think weird. So I'll say oh, how come you're not a feminist? And they'll sort of jumble around an answer. And, and I'll say, well, do you believe in gender equality? And they'll say, yes. And that's where I think there's this big gap where it's like feminism is the fight for gender equality. It is not somebody saying men should have less than women. It's not us going like, let's take away stuff from men and give it to women. It, right. None of that is true. It's saying like, hey, 
equal shot, equal equality across the board in all these different areas. Like, what is the Ruth Bader Ginsburg quote? Like, just take your feet off of our necks. Yeah. Right. Like that's what it is. But when people hear feminism, this thing happens where they, they picture something that's like mean and evil. And at the same time, the, the big feminist movement in the seventies excluded black women, women of color, indigenous women. And it was like a bunch of white women working on their rights, not working together. And that's been exploited. So the people here feminists and they think like an angry white woman who doesn't shave her armpits. And that's not what feminism is. No, not at all. And that's how, that's like one of the tropes of feminism that the stereotypes that has been used against us and saying that like, if I say I'm a feminism, you think I'm angry, you think I'm gonna, well, I am a little angry, but you think I'm gonna yell at you, you think I don't wear a bra and I don't shave my armpits, like you said, that's that's the patriarchy creating the stereotype of women so that other women, they don't wanna be that because they're taught by the patriarchy that they're supposed to look a certain way. Yes, think about think about this, Jay, This this gets me going, all right? My armpits are gonna get sweaty again. Think about every movie or TV show where there was a character who was labeled the feminist and think about her traits. She is a know-it-all. She is not uh, not like quote unquote feminine in like the, the, the standard way. She's um, like snobby. She's a man hater. She's correcting everybody. She's ridiculous. Like right. she'll she'll go on a, a tangent about how, you know, we have to rename something after ovaries instead of sperm. That makes no sense. Like that's what we see. <laughs> I don't know why I grabbed that reference, but I did. That's why what we see as a feminist. And it's right. it's not. Uh, it's not a fair portrayal and it again it's a patriarchal thing of like let's make a feminist look like a ridiculous character or um or like a super angry know-it-all woman who want who like hates men so that people don't want to fight for gender equality or don't want to identify with that term or this thing that would you know really dismantle the patriarchy if we actually work together right and and i think that that stereotype may have some validity in the, like when we were speaking about how, you know, we all have different jobs and different roles. Like there were women who had to come in loudly and aggressively and start kicking these doors down. Like that would, that's, that's me. That's my job. I mean, I'm not literally doing that, but I'm, I'm calling attention to the bullshit and to like the inconsistencies. There are women that have to do that, but that's not how every feminist looks. And, and, and to your point, the white women who did that in the 60s and the 70s, they were supposed to have then grabbed the hand of black women and brown women and indigenous women and, and pulled them up with us. And, and we should have all gone through that door together. But we didn't because we just wanted to get through. And we, we still but we could be more powerful if, if we fought together. Yes. But it's time to open our eyes to that. It's not just the angry woman that had to kick the door in. There's a there's a million women behind her who look like all women who have all different, you know, predispositions and aesthetics. And we all look different and sound different, but we all just want to be equal. 
Yes. And, and to that same point, two of my most favorite feminists. Now, this is probably going to be a bit privileged because they're both white women, but ride with me on this for a second. I, I'm, I'm recognizing that for you. <laughs> right. Are Jane Fonda right. and Ruth Bader Ginsburg. They, you could mm-hmm. not pick yep. different sort of feminist archetypes than those two women. So right. it's not, it really starts to break down that idea that it's just like one thing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There are many feminists. I mean, white, black, brown, every, there's, there, I'll, I'll, I'll make a list for you. We'll put it in the show notes Perfect. of, of black women that I follow and that we should all be listening to who voices we should be amplifying that yep. can help us beat not only white supremacy, but the bigger umbrella of that is patriarchy. That's the thing. Patriarchy is an um, is the umbrella that holds underneath it capitalism, white supremacy, xenophobia. All this stuff lives underneath patriarchy. It's yeah. The tentacle. It's the tentacles you were talk- talking about. Exactly. And it, you, we've got to shift into, or let's say out of the patriarchal mindset of like, it's me against the world or it's, it's me for survival. And it has to come to a place of like, okay, I got here. I I know this, I see this, I have the, these advantages and privileges and abilities. So I'm going to turn around and go, who doesn't have these yet? Let me help you get them. Let me run. Let's do this together. We can't rely on the people back there to educate us on how to do that. We got to, we got to do that where you got to go do that instead of going like, okay, I got mine. I just have to focus on my own survival. That's taught to you by the patriarchy so right. that you won't then go and help other people along the way. Like you said, reaching back and pulling people through that, that has to be your default. And if you're in a place and hearing this is tough and you've lasted this long in the podcast, good for you. But if you're at that place where you're like, oh, I want to believe that, but I'm scared or like even even like maybe you work a job you hate and you're you don't want to do it anymore, but you're afraid you can't do something you love and make money like just just going like this is the patriarchal conditioning. This is not true. I doesn't mean you can change it, but just recognizing it, acknowledging it for a second is going to help make a huge shift. Just that. Right. That nine to five, you feel like you have to work this type of job to survive that, that survival instinct that we have, that every man for himself, that's the patriarchy. The patriarchy wants you to feel like that, that like you're just barely surviving so that you never step outside of that survival so that you never flourish. So you never take people with you. So you never deprogram yourself from that. Exactly. There was a time. Jay, where we did not live in a patriarchal culture. We right. live in a matriarchal culture. And believe it or not, matriarchal culture isn't women over men. It's equality. I think that was really interesting. P.S. Right. I think people hear matriarchy and they think, well, it's going to be the same thing just about women. Right. Nope. No. Yeah. We can we can make a new name. I don't know what it, we'll call it, but we'll, we'll say the intuitive well, girl's guide way. <laughs> Well, and we should, and I mean, maybe we shouldn't be saying that because of, because gender, genders are defined by the patriarchy. Maybe it shouldn't be patriarchy and matriarchy. Maybe it shouldn't be divine feminine and divine masculine. And I mean, it, it needs to be rewritten the, the whole entire, throw it away, start yeah. over. 
I mean, yeah. the whole thing just needs to be redone. Agreed. All of these boxes are stupid and serve no one except the patriarchy because they keep you questioning your worth. They keep you questioning your, your own, um, your own comfort with who you are. And the more you do that, the, the more you will not fight to, to get what you need. And there's an example of this that like echoes in my brain. It bothered me so much when I heard it. So back before COVID, I would frequent and you would too, we, we were speakers. People would pay us to come and speak. And the majority of the times that I was speaking in, in places that had other speakers, I would say the, the vast majority of time I was the only woman. Even, <laughs> let me clear my throat as my throat chakra dies. <laughs> Even at events that were about um, feminism and, and rising women up there, I would sit on panels with men and I would be like, this is bizarre, but okay. So on one of those such occasions, there was a man speaking and he was a, a CEO of a company. Maybe he wasn't the CEO, but he was head up. He was, he was a big wig in a company and, and a woman asked him why, like, what could women do differently to get like promotions more than men because it's it, like you can look it up like men are promoted like like three times the rate of women or something right absolutely so the question and the question was worded nicely it wasn't worded in like a, a victimy way or, or like you know it's women's fault it was worded like how do we present so it's different and what he says will haunt me forever <laughs> and it's true and it, that's why it haunts so he says when men come in to negotiate something like a salary, for example, or a raise, they are only negotiating with me. They come in and they say, this is what I want. And they shoot higher than what they want. And we settle where like somewhere in the middle. When women come in, the women have been negotiating for a month with themselves. Yes. So they have been negotiating whether they deserve this for at least a month before they even come up to me and have already talked themselves down so far from what their initial thing was that by the time they come to me, what they're asking for is so tiny and they're so apologetic about it. Even if they're trying to come off as not, that shows and it becomes difficult to give them that promotion. Jay, that will haunt my dreams forever. That's really hard to hear. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to hear because for a lot of reasons, but we've been taught to be our own worst enemies. That's how the patriarchy keeps us down. Like, look at the beauty industry, <laughs> right? If you would like an example of how women are made to feel inferior and lesser and constantly in this negotiation for their own self-worth, look right there. That is a multi-billion dollar industry designed with the with really promoting that feeling for women right they were constantly having to fix ourselves and right oh, it's well, a lot the, i want i have to bring this up too because i know you'll like it because i know you subscribe to this when you do this work you get to this point where you realize that you no longer are like needing male validation for what you're doing do you know what I mean by this? Yes, I do. You want to get there. You work on it. But suddenly something happens and you realize that you don't need it 
and you did need it before. It's this really weird experience, right? Right. And I'm talking, I'm not just talking about women here. I'm talking to women, but this is affects men too. Like you need this, like this patriarchal uh, male to come tell you that you're doing everything right. Oh yes. Like your, their fathers, their bosses, that that's all, that's what they're working towards is that validation. So there comes this moment where you realize that you have escaped it somehow. And it's like, it's always there. I don't think you fully ever get it out of your head, but you don't, you're not like ruled by it anymore. It's just like a consideration that comes up. And the, when that happens, you kind of experience this thing. I think this is true for me and I think it's true for you, but I want to speak for every woman um, where you kind of get, you kind of realize that you don't have the identity you thought you did. Right. Or you've reconstructed it to be what you want. Yes. To, to the point where people will sometimes get confused. And, and this has always been the case for me where people try to put me in a category and I don't fit. But like, I notice women, especially trying to be like, Oh, are you a girly girl or are you like a tomboy? And they can't pick because I kind of look like a girly girl, but I will kick any man's ass at any sport. Should he challenge me? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's this weird thing where like, I, I sort of don't, I don't know how to like define myself anymore if I'm not using that. And it's, it's, it's as freeing as it is confusing. Right. Because we've been taught that that's how we define ourselves. That's how we define other people. That's how we figure out how we're interacting with other people. And if you can't put them in a box, then you feel out of control. Yeah. So being outside of that patriarchal box, it, it sounds awesome and it is, but it's also like confusing and scary and weird. And when somebody says like, describe yourself and you try really hard not to use any like patriarchal standards, it's hard. Absolutely. I've lived with that my whole life because I think I present as more quote unquote masculine, like physically, aesthetically. Um, But if you know me, that's not how you would describe my personality. So it all, it feels like you're, there's like this constant perpetual resistance. What it, the, the resistance is really towards the patriarchy and that conditioning, but you internalize it as like feeling resistant about yourself and who you are. And so then you don't know how to, you don't know how to reconcile that. So it's this constant confusion. Yes. I, I feel that all the time when somebody will be like, oh, like, you look so like girly and you're dressed today. And I'll think like, why? Just cause I wasn't yesterday, just cause I wore like, you know, cut off or like ripped jeans and a band t-shirt yesterday and wore a dress today. Like I don't have to consistently be one of those things. I can be whatever one I feel like that morning. And that doesn't make me more or less of a woman, but like when you get there, that's like a weird place to sit. Absolutely. It, it, it definitely is. And that's why people are so resistant to all of the, the freedom that's coming with changing gender roles and changing like binary and non-binary lines, because it's making people question what they think of themselves and what they think of other people. And that work is too hard for some people. And so they just shut it down and say it's wrong or whatever horrible thing they say. But it that's 
really a reflection of their own inability to redefine for themselves what humanity is. Yeah, you you taking away the metric in which we measure that. That yes, that hurts people's brains. Yes, 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 Heather. I like when I say stuff and it causes you to like air punch. Like that's when I know (laughs) I've said something good. (laughs) You are taking that. That's what humans love. Humans just like on a baseline without patriarchy. We love to be able to like define, categorize, compartmentalize, like put people in boxes and give them definitions. And, and, and when you take that away, you take, and something like gender, it's like A or B, or that's what we were always told. When you take that metric out, it, it shatters some people because they don't know what to do without those boxes to control. Yes. It's, it's weird and freaky and hard, but it's so mother effing worth it. It really, as, as two people who continue that work, I don't think you get to a point where you get like a check, like, congratulations, you've done that work. I think it's a, a constant thing. Um, I'll make you a, a badge if you want one. Um, <laughs> but I, as two people who do that and constantly show up for it, it, it is hard. And maybe it sounds like overwhelming to hear. And it's, it's, it's a lot, but it is also amazing because it gives you back this real ability to live intuitively, which just really means by based on how you feel and like your own authenticity and like giving to the world and seeing us as connected as opposed to how we're different. Like it changes that and it's a real beautiful thing. Right, because the patriarchy thrives on fear. So it's the patriarchy is ego-based. So when you start tapping into your own intuition, you can start seeing behind the curtain of patriarchy because you're not you're not driving from a place of fear. You're driving from a place of love or instinct or however you want to define intuition. So you can you can see more clearly and then the work becomes easier to do. Yes. If you're going to start anywhere. You got, for, you got to start with yourself, but here, here's the place I want you to start on doing things is the idea that other people having more means you have less, right? Other people having more rights does not take away your rights. Other people becoming wealthier does not make you less wealthy. Like this idea is the patriarchy's favorite and it is the reason why we're not fighting hard enough for each other. It's the reason why our freaking white privilege is still showing. It's the reason that like you go in and in school, you don't learn about all these women who have these amazing accomplishments or all these black men who have invented things that are a main part of our society. Like it's all left out because we subscribe to the idea that we have to protect this stuff and it's in jeopardy if more people are in the equation. And that is simply not true. Correct. I think, I think we have, like I said in the beginning that this, we could talk about this for hours, right? Like it could, it could go on forever, but I actually think we've fully illustrated how far reaching and systemic patriarchy is. So I'm hoping that people have a better idea about it um like you said you will never fully get it but like I want people to be able to know what patriarchy really is and just being able to start to identify it in their lives I mean we, what we covered feminism we covered 
um, gender issues, gender equality. We covered um, white supremacy. We've covered like work, life stuff. I mean, this is, it's systemic, it's insidious, it's everywhere. So I think even if it feels like we went on and sort of went on rants and tirades, which we're all deserving of a good rant, I say. Um, <laughs> I think we've shown that it's everywhere and that it's something that we need. We can't fix with the snap of a finger, but it's something that we can just start observing and that will lead us down the path of addressing it everywhere. Mm -hmm. Exactly. If, if 2020, if you can take anything good from it, you can say like the cracks in the armor of the patriarchy started showing. Yep. Yep. It, it's not, I don't like that there's all these issues, but all these issues that we're going through. And I think I'm particularly thinking of like racism. Um, we're all there. Right. They were all there before, right? right? So they have surfaced and they're they're showing now and they're they're in, you know, they're the thing that people are talking about all the time. And it's difficult and it's hard, but like there's there's a good element to the fact that we can see these cracks now. Right. And it's time to do the work, even if it's only for yourself, even yeah. if it starts as only being for yourself or your family, it's time to do the work. And don't be afraid to get it wrong. Mm -hmm. Say, oh, you're right. I got that wrong. You know, if you are so blessed as to have an amazing, like, like black woman correct you when you show your pr privilege, yeah. you, that's exactly how you should feel as blessed. Because yes. like, Thank you. I never saw it like that. Now I know. Thank you. Yes, exactly. Exactly. If, and it doesn't have to just be about racism, about anything like what? There are times when I have pointed out to, to somebody that their belief has to do with a religion that I don't subscribe to, and you're not noticing that that's your religion, right? Like, right. and I have corrected people in that way, and they've gone like, oh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I didn't notice that. Like, right. we have to be okay with that. You can't always have to be, like, right or have the last word. Like, you have to be able to learn, and part of this process of undoing the patriarchy is, like, like swallowing your pride a little bit and being like, I don't, I'm, I was in this cult for a while and I, I'm ready to come out and I still, some of this brainwashing is there. Right. Because pride is ego. Pride is patriarchy. Yes. So when we feel that pride, it's like, it's like the patriarchy trying to be like, get back in line, get back in. One of my most favorite things that happens to you and I a lot is that people will send us like a group like a message from them to you and I, like on Facebook or Instagram or in an email. And it's like, oh my God, I just realized something behind the curtain of patriarchy. Like we got one, was it yesterday, Jay, or two days ago where um, an awesome listener was like, I just realized that there were like all these amazing women hunters Yes. and, and they're just not written in the history books. And I just found out and I, I just had to tell you, like, please do that to us. We yeah. love that. Yeah. Because once you start to see one felt like one false aspect, then they it's a domino effect. You start to see them everywhere. Men are hunters and gatherers. Women are raising babies and cooking over the, the cauldron. That's not how it always was. Women did different things. Men did different things there in every culture. There weren't men and women. There were, there were, you know, two gendered people or no gendered people. That's how every culture has been, and that's how it always will be. But when we start 
seeing behind all this stuff, it's freeing. It is. So message us your epiphanies. Sometimes we share, like, sometimes we didn't know something too. Like we don't know everything. I mean, I tell my kids I do, but like, we don't actually, (laughs) but like, we want, we want to know those moments. We want you to share them. We'll, we'll share some of them if, if you give us permission to with other people, but like, don't feel like you have to go that alone. Like we want, we're, we're here. We've done it. We're doing it. Like, let's do it together. If you, Jamie and I are two middle-class white women (laughs) talking to you about this. So if you are not a middle-class white woman and you notice that we missed something or we didn't accurately represent something or a privilege showed in this, tell us, we would love to hear. And we will also, if you give us permission, share that. Like it's, it's not just, if you just agree with us, like, tell us how you feel. (laughs) Right. And I think, I think one way to change the framing is that I think it gets hard when you realize something, you have one of those epiphany moments where you're like, wow, I never knew that. And I personally have felt moments where like, wow, this is awful. Like, like white people are awful. We have done awful things. And it's hard to sit in that collective shame. Mm -hmm. So you, but you only have a couple choices. You can do nothing about it. You can pretend it's not a big deal. You can go, you can dig your heels in and say like, this is what we did and this is why we did it because we're better and we deserve this and that. Or you can take a deep breath and you can do the work and you can admit like that sucks and that was awful and I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed that this happened and I feel shame about what happened in whatever the situation was. And then you do the work to bring it to other people's attention and then you do the work to correct it and to fix it. Mm-hmm. You have to make that choice. Yeah. And it, it's a hard choice to make, but it's a necessary choice to make. Right. Yeah. Lean into that mother effing uncomfortable choice, people. And it might take you a couple of days. You might have to, you might have to sit with it and feel like shit about it. And yeah. you might feel terrible and awful and want to just put it away and pack it away somewhere. But then you process that and then you, and then you do the work. I have days. I usually call you when I'm having them where I'm like, I can't, I can't do it today. I'm so overwhelmed with how terrible humans are. And I, I, I quit. And then the next day I wake up and I'm like, okay, I can do it again. Like it's, it's a roller coaster and you have to take care of yourself in it, but you, you, it's worth leaning in and you'll have the days where you can't, and like, you can't even can like, you sort of feel like, like lost in your own culture and other moments where you're like, oh, I, I, I can see it. I can find some light here. Like that's all part of the process. Right. Exactly. And it is a process. So give yourself some grace, mm-hmm. but don't give up. Don't give up. Okay. I think if, if us, if women can connect with each other and say like, let's do this fight together and not just for women, for the men too, but like right. if we can start to heal this enormous wound between like white women and people who are not white women Mm-hmm. I think that we can really have a chance of toppling this goddamn patriarchy. Right. And we can save our sons and we can save our husbands and we can save our family and we can save ourselves. Yes. Yes. My, my boys will tell you that they're feminists. Absolutely. Um, and I'm proud of that. No, they're young enough that like, I still have enough influence. I think that like, I could also tell them that they're blue aliens and they would probably say it, but it's still, it's still worth 
like finding these these boys, especially like the young white boys who will grow up to be the white men and say to them, like, this is what this is. Let's educate you so that your experience with this is easier than what mine is so that you can make some real changes, too. Absolutely. You have to you have to show them where the patriarchy is so they don't get trapped in it. Yes, exactly. And they they know where their identity is. It's not you are not the patriarchy. So fighting against it doesn't hurt you. <laughs> you right. are not fighting for yourself, not against yourself. Exactly. Well, oh, that was a lot. I, I definitely need some strong coffee and some more deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope I, I think it was a good talk. I'm glad we did it. And I'm glad people asked about it. I'm glad people are always asking us about patriarchy because it's a conversation that has to be had. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Yeah. I feel like we're going to point a lot of people to listen to this episode to understand this. So um, I think this will be great. Yeah, I agree. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, Jay. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to our episode. For show notes and a place to send feedback, please visit our website, embodylove.me slash intuitivegirls. Again, that's embodylove.me slash intuitivegirls.